So for the longest time, I have really wanted to do a podcast, a video broadcast, combination of the two. And recently, um, I was written a question by someone that follows me, and I decided to do a video answering her. And it surprised me when she actually did a video response back and put it on YouTube. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so cool. It was like something that actually my whole time I've been uh, doing the Women's Hair Loss Project, which was since 2007, nobody has actually ever done that. So uh, she's the first. So I thought this would be a great person to have on for my first um, preliminary, whatever you want to call it, um, podcast. And her name is Ashley, and she is joining us here on the line. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, so yeah, I wanted to thank you for uh, sending me that video because I was actually like, like I said, it's something that's never been done before. Like I've never had somebody actually video me back telling me their story and like interacting that way. So it was so cool that I thought this would be like a great opportunity or like a jumping point to kind of open up the dialogue for women's yeah. hair loss more and discuss it like this, like on the phone or on video or something like that. And I was curious to know more about your story about your hair loss and um so that people know like what age you were when when it started when it ha started happening and all of that you know what your journey's been like I, um yeah but I, i've actually never shared my story um with anyone probably rather than just my mom and a, a little bit to you in that video but i didn't really go into um, depth with it but um it started happening when i was 23 prior to that I no idea it was a thing honestly I thought it was just something that uh, guys get, honestly, and, and and never really even thought about that either. It didn't. It didn't never really bother me, and I would always get compliments on my hair all the time, but I didn't really like think of. You know, it just hair wasn't a big thing to me at all. So it's yeah, crazy it's something something you don't think about when it's not happening to yeah. you. Right. We just take it for granted. We totally take it for granted. It's just going to be there forever. That's what we think, right? Right, and so it's just. It's crazy when it's, that you realize it's actually a thing you're dealing with. Um, but so it started happening. Uh, I went, I graduated college and I was 23 and I was in my like first more serious relationship, uh, probably about eight months. And then I found out he cheated on me and sorry, that. <laughs> that's where it started. That's where it started. And not immediately. Um, you know, it takes some time. Uh, I think like telogen, you I didn't say that wrong. Euphluvium or euphluvium, whatever. The telogen effluvium. Yeah, yeah, like whatever your stre the mm -hmm. stressful event, you'll fall out. Your hair will fall out like three to six months later or something. Right, exactly, yeah. So I thought I thought it was just that, and it, and it might have been just that, but I was also going to my gynecologist, like freaking out, why is my hair falling out? She checked my thyroid, which it was good, which... I actually have am hypothyroid that came about three years later. Right. So, um, uh, anyways, that she she told me to get off my birth control. That was probably the worst thing I could have done, oh, uh, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so you so you were you were actually on birth control with when you were with, mm -hmm. and, and then she told you, yeah. hey, this could be the cause, be the cause of your hair loss. So get off. Yeah, Which, I listened to her, and when my hormones were all out of whack, all out of whack already. And, you know, because I was so stressed and it mm -hmm. does that. And I was so sad. And I didn't, I was just going through issues. And, and then, so when my hair started falling out, I just, I was, I was just really freaking out about everything. And so, yeah, she just told me to get off. And 
again, that was I I've seen posts on Spencer's Instagram and quite recently the one he posted about birth control yeah. and don't tell us and that I've always wondered if you know maybe if getting maybe it was just the telogen whatever and it would have you know corrected itself but maybe it was getting off the birth control that actually triggered it my own hair loss which started in 1999 um, was actually caused by getting off of the pill, Loestrin FE. So I was like, you know, thinking it was just going to be that shed that was going to eventually stop. And, you know, it actually never did. It just kept going and going and going and going. And then come to find out, like, you know, if you're like one of the unlucky bunch that has like this genetic predisposition for hair loss, when you get, whether you get on the pill or you get off of the, the pill, you run the risk of basically flipping that switch within your body and had it not been for that action of mine, you know, having gotten on the pill, getting off the pill, it's very possible that I would not have actually encountered hair loss until like similar to my mom to like menopause. Like I would have gotten to live all of those years with my hair, but you know, 21 years old, you know, like an idiot I felt because I didn't know. I mean, people get on the pill all the mm -hmm. time and nobody told me. So um, yeah, there definitely should be more education and awareness out there about the how you know that this is a possibility that can happen. It may not happen for everybody, but you're running the risk, you know. Right. I mean, it should be a warning on there. Yeah, I, I should, I, in my opinion, this should be like a black box warning. Yeah, this is serious. <laughs> I want a black box warning life, of hair loss. This is lifelong. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, again, I don't know whether it was the the coming off the pill when I was already also stressed out, and I was losing my hair at that point in time, but that could have been just stressed by, like, that tragic event I went through. Um, but I'll never know. I just know I went on a journey forever with my mom trying to get it fixed. I went to try to figure it out because, you know, I was still hopeful for yeah. years that it would come, come back. So I'm 28 now, so I guess I've been dealing with it for five years. Yeah. Um, about five years and some months, probably. And so I just, we went to the dermatologist. She did a scalp biopsy. She said it was basically androgenic alopecia and sent me on my way. They, and I was like, just what the heck? Like, so devastated. And she was just so nonchalant. What was it that she, um, what, what did she give you that you went, went on your way with? Spironolactone. Oh, yeah, okay. Aldactone, spironolactone. Yeah, I took that also. Yeah. Yeah, you need to get your blood checked and stuff. And mm -hmm. it's just, it's actually for high blood pressure, I think. But mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't on that for, it didn't, didn't do anything. And then, um, and then she bumped me up higher to 200 milligrams. And then my hair started shedding anymore. And then I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. So oh, I feel like, <laughs> I like feel one. like that. I started Googling about spironolactone causing hypothyroidism. Like, I was literally thought that freaking triggered that. So, I got off that, that mess. And, um, but so she, what else? I went to Dr. Greco, um, did the PRP. I think there's some, it's called something else. There's, there's something else, but um, I did that probably three times. Never really. Oh, never really helped me. I don't yeah. think either. Mm -hmm. I tried to like laser cap thing. I tried something else. Like I just did a lot, and it just took. Um, but did you try? Did you try standing on your head? Because I tried that. <laughs> 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 I figure you know. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe if the blood flow goes down, like this, something's got to work. 
maybe that's my fix. <laughs> I mean, that may be the magic bullet, you know. <laughs> might be. It might be what I've needed all these five years. <laughs> but, um, no, I did try the little roll, roller micro, micro needle blade. Too. It's, it I sounds like you've done it. You did, you did it all. You did the micro needling. You did the spironolactone. You did the PRP. Did you do minoxidil? With the, yes, you I did, did do that. You did that. I, I just grew sideburns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. I did that as well. I also took um, the pill that's really supposed to be just for men, which is Proscribe, like uh, Propecia. You know, it's finasteride, and you're, it's yeah, only yeah, yeah. I, t- I took I that. I still prescribe that, but I, I take. I've taken that. Too. I'm still prescribed it, but I really don't even take it regularly because I don't even feel like it does I was, either. <laughs> I was like, basically, this is like going from like bad to worse. So I go to treat my hair loss. Here we are, wanting to like like help our situation. And actually for me, since when I got off the pill, that's what kicked in my hair loss. The doctor that I saw said in some women, you get back on this hair friendly pill and you're going to restabilize your hormones and then your hair will come back. So I was so desperate. Like I very reluctantly did what I really regretted, which was getting back on the pill because it was like the devil to me. And then I was stuck on it because I was afraid to get off because guess what happened the first time I got off the pill? My oh, hair, my hair started neat. falling like it started falling out like crazy, and I couldn't risk a possible shed again. So I was stuck on this pill for 13 years before I got the balls to get off of it, and I only did that after I actually um, started wearing wigs. So once I started wearing wigs, I was able to get off the aldactone. I was able to get off the pill because I said, worst case scenario, I have wigs now, you know. But I was like stuck on these medications. It sucked, and like with the with the finasteride, between the finasteride and the minoxidil, my face broke out. I was greasy. So basically, now I have hair loss and I'm getting uglier by the day while I was on these medications. I'm just like, what the heck? Like, this is like, this is like not cool. And I and mind you, I'm like 21 years old. This is not, that yeah, was not how I thought I was going to be celebrating, you know, my, my 21st, 21st birthday. birthday. Um, <laughs> I'm actually stuck on birth control too. <laughs> so they say they get you back, they get you back on it and then you can't get off yeah. again. Because if you can, I mean, you can't obviously, but you run the risk of that, that shed happening. And again, and once as the hair loss, like you said, you've already had it now for five years, you have less hair now than you did then. So now you have less to, to offer back to the universe, right? You know, uh, falling oh, out of your head. No. It's so hard going through that, like at a young age. I mean, yeah. if this was, if this, I say myself, if this would have hit me, you know, couldn't it like at least hit me in my late thirties or early forties. <laughs> even then, I probably would have been devastated. I say that, but like, you know, I mean, I, I still, I'm supposed to be in my prime here. Right. Like, this is these, these are these are these are this is your prime time. I was like, and I. And I've always said this, but I basically, I don't want to say slept through, but it was just a depression throughout my entire 20s into my 30s. You know, that's why I started my site in 2007, because I was at such a low point in my life. And, you know, there wasn't anybody online that I found relatable to my type of hair loss. There are people, obviously, women that have been losing their hair forever, you know, all kinds of different types of hair loss. But I didn't find anybody that had my type of hair loss that was, you know, young, with their hair loss and like, you know, talking about it. So I just kind of like did like this online diary to chronicle, you know, my story. And I actually didn't even think anybody would write me back. But I actually remember the day someone actually wrote me back. I was actually watching TV and a comment came in through my post. I think her name was like Mia. And I was like, oh, my God, there's another one out there in the universe. And her name is Mia. <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not I'm not alone in this anymore. It's not just me. 
And so it started with me and then it started, then there was her. And then a couple more people came out and started sharing their stories. You know, it was just like, that did help me though, to know that I wasn't alone because all that time before from 1999 till 2007, I'm thinking like I'm the only human being on the planet that is actually, or the only woman I should say, that is dealing with this in the same manner of as which I was. Like, like I'm the only one. And that's a sucky feeling. Like the only thing worse than like losing yeah. your hair is thinking, is losing your hair and thinking that one. it's just you, you know? Yeah. So um, that's why I think it's so important that the, you tell your story and that women have it out there because, you know, even if you just like reach one person or somebody, you say something that's connecting with that one person, like you're, I believe you're changing their life. You know, it just takes like that one thing to make all the difference for them. Right. And that's why I, I, I reached out to you because, I mean, I had looked at your website, but it, I don't know that you really update it yeah. that much anymore. And so I went to Instagram because, again, I feel like things are moving to social media, of mm -hmm. course. And, um, and I've followed you for a while. I just never, and I always want to reach out because, again, yeah, I don't know anyone else. <laughs> until I never talked to another person that understands the little bitty struggles. Yeah, you know? the, the, the little things. Yeah, like the the joys of taking a shower and your hair is wrapped around your toes. Like, how is that possible? You know, <laughs> like that's that's yeah. like that's that's a thing. You know, pulling hair out of places that shouldn't be uh, having hair. So I guess I found your website probably. Mm, it was probably like probably a year or so after I was going through that. Um, and I read a lot of stories, and I asked to join, actually, but I don't think I ever got accepted, really. I'm really sorry, but, by the way. I'm really sorry about that, by the way. It's not just... I wanted to say something real quick, because it's an important point you just touched on here, um, is that I'm not, like, trying to deliberately, like, ignore people or anything like that, but, you know, just like you pointed out, I've been so busy with life and work and everything that I didn't... I wasn't actively updating my site, and then... I wasn't act actively working on the network side of it. So, like, I feel really bad because I got to do more with that. So, if you, anybody asked me for an invite code, please, you know, send it back over me. Like, you know, send it to me again. I'm not trying to ignore anybody. It's just that, you know, it's just that life gets crazy sometimes. So, I wasn't ignoring you specifically. <laughs> oh, no, I figured. But uh, reading, reading those stories on there and, um, you know, they're so di different, so many different categories. And so many people's stories on what they use, what helped, if they got over it, which I do think that, you know, did help me, make me feel not a lot, like, you know, not as alone, but I still, I didn't, I didn't have any, I still didn't reach out to anyone personally, yeah. you know, so I could talk to them um, about, and about it. Um, I did try to get Dr. Greco gave me somebody who was going to give me somebody to get in contact with. I don't know that it was you. But just someone I could talk to. But again, I never followed up with them because I I just feel like I was depressed and I would just kind of push things aside and pretend that I'm okay because you know you think about it every day. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to feel like have a normal day. Yes. And not worry about it. Mm -hmm. um, but and then your your Instagram I I found that so I was like I wonder you know since her website's not updated let's just go in there and, she <laughs> and apparently day. she's not apparently she's not dead oh my god. Yeah, she's she's still alive, and um, <laughs> but you are you didn't really uh, upload that much on there either until <laughs> sorry until recently. It's so it's and so it's, true yeah. though. Your it's so true, one hundred percent.
but you're getting back into it and I mean that makes me feel really happy honestly so um and you responded to me I, I didn't expect you to respond to me <laughs> I didn't I didn't know if you, you just got to acceptance point in your life and you're just like oh well, whatever about this anymore but I mean you were you know, like, like, like I was like, you mean like I was like, oh yeah, this, you know, I peace out, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I'll figure it out. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> so yeah, um, the website definitely. If it wasn't for the website, it would have never led us to be having this conversation right now. I'd say that. Yeah, for sure. I, I was. It was actually, like I said, it was a very. Uh, actually, you're instrumental, I should say this, you're instrumental in me kind of um, pushing myself to do this podcast and to start having more of a dialogue. And yes, I know my, my website is archaic and I'm going to start updating it and actually putting more content <laughs> on it, you know, so that, you know, it's not all dusty. Um, but and I'll put more on social media, too, I swear. But like, I feel like I'm like the old person, like I'm, I have to like figure out like how to do all that stuff. I see like there's filters and like things are swinging around the the whatever there's boomerangs like I'm like that old person I'm going to be 42 this year and I'm learning how to use like Instagram so <laughs> well you, you're fooling me pretty well because you're doing pretty good at it I mean I learn little tricks I'm like not- I learn little tricks here and there and I'm like super proud of myself when I do I'm like oh wait a second I can do like a there's like a gif oh snap I'm like that's pretty cool okay so <laughs> <laughs> well I can also help you with some that ideas would be oh you could do yeah that would be I'd love that love that yeah yeah so I thank you actually for you see what I mean is like you took the time I took the time to to do that video for you but you took the time to put the video on YouTube that you sent me to to share your story and to connect with me back and because of that that is pushing me to dust off my website more and have this conversation so yeah you're like going to be great you're going to be super you're helping right now you're helping so many people you don't even know it and that's like a good feeling because because there's also like i know if if anyone's listening to this like and you're like me you feel like you you're too scared like talk to anybody about it like obviously you're out about it with your you're op- you're like you even said you're kind of overly open about it yeah i'm not like that i re- like i don't want to draw attention to it like to myself so nobody nobody knows like this besides like my mom yeah and my th- a therapist that I, a couple therapists i've told so i by talking to you and sharing this it's gonna help me you know be able to get to a point where i don't feel ashamed about this and who cares it's, Whatever, it's, like, wasn't the best card to, to be dealt, but... It was, are. it's not, yeah, exactly. It's not the best hand to be dealt, like you said, but when you, like, I don't know if I want to call it, like, lemons into lemonade, or that's cheesy, but, like, you know, it, when you start feeling like the, the situation that you're dealing with, which is hair loss in this, you know, case, is not just all in vain. Like, once I realized I was able to connect with people, once I realized I was able to help people, it made my pain less because I was like, well, at least something good came out of this mess that occurred in my life. Like, at least it made it like it made it less, less painful. I mean, it's painful no matter what, but I was at least, at least I had a purpose, you know, I wasn't just right. losing my hair for nothing. Right, exactly. You, I mean, you've probably helped a lot of people that you don't even know. And there's also so many people like me who um, needed a uh, few uh, drinks in order to get the courage to message you. <laughs> I think so. you. I think what you said was that you sent the message and then deleted it all because you were drinking when you did it. 
yeah. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what the hell I said. <laughs> Deleted it when I, jer- when I was drunk. Um, I just don't think she'll write back anyway. So <laughs> I got messages from you and I was like, oh, shit, what did I say? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, but I know there's people out there like me that are too scared to, to talk about it because they're so ashamed, even if, if it's just someone that relates to you. I have a question. I'm wondering, like, how this has, how your hair loss has basically impacted your day-to-day life, like, from wanting to date, I don't know if you're, I think you said that you were out of a relationship, but wanting to date, um, your relationships, your friendships, going out, socializing, um, school, work, whatever. How has it, like, altered you? Well, I mean, honestly, like, I, it's, I think about it every single day. Some days are okay. <laughs> Some days yeah. are better than others. Uh, and I was actually just thinking about, the other day, um, while I was talking to my therapist, I was like, sometimes I wonder, you know, where I would be or what I would be worried about, you know, at this point in my life, if I didn't have this hair loss thing, I was like, what would, what would my thoughts be like? You know, yeah. um, I, I don't feel like it's changed me as like, you know, as far as like who I am as a person and like my qualities about myself and everything. But I have been, I'm so much more self-conscious that yeah. I I don't have the self-confidence that I used to, and that's something I'm trying to work on. Um, I have, you know, I don't like to look close in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, and I brush my teeth. I literally do not look at myself in the mirror. Like, it's little things I've adapted to. As far as friendships, I mean, um, they're all pretty much the same. I just, I kind of feel like I'm just, like, hiding this big secret from everyone. Um, I don't know how to talk about it. Um, yeah, it's, and it's a hard thing to well, talk about because also, like, I think... Um, people don't really know how to respond. Like, you know, I was right. I was open. I should clarify that while I was, before I started wearing hair, I didn't go to my friends and the people that knew me during that time. They didn't find out about my dark secret because, you know, I started out with so much hair that I was able to get by for a long time, still looking like I had <laughs> like a pretty normal head of hair. And so they didn't find out my dark secret until I got to the point that I wore wigs. And then I told them, okay, so that, I think that was like 13 years after I started losing my hair. So, I mean, I didn't just like, I, that was like a slow, you know, you know, adjustment for me there to just, I, I didn't want to, yeah, I didn't want to talk about it. I thought it was like embarrassing. I mean, it's super embarrassing. Like, I feel it felt um, deficient, you know, and people, yeah, I just, yeah. it just takes away, like, you don't feel like. I don't know, like, here's everything to girls, and I just, I always hear my friends, you know, talking about going to get their hair done and all this, and I don't, I can, I don't do that anymore, I don't get, I don't get dye my hair, I just let it be a natural color, and I just go get trims, you know, terrified, I hate going to the hairdresser, yeah. like, that's the other thing, like, it used to be my favorite thing to do. I used to go, love going to get my hair done. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's a thing of the past for me to be excited about, so, I mean, yeah, that's changed, but, um, I think about it every day, several times a day. Um, Actually, like, I've been just kind of hit a bump recently. I swear I was just, like, wearing hats, like, all Mm -hmm. the time. Like, beanie. It's cold here where where I'm at. And um, so I've been wearing, like, beanies or hats. And I I found myself just not wanting to go out or deal with my hair and just put a beanie on. And that's something I've I've made a change to do this new year. But, I mean, it really hit me. When I went to, I went to some dive bar, and this this was like a couple weeks ago, and this, you know, guy, he was a, um, 
he was a little flamboyant, and um, he was just like, you're so pretty, but, like, I just need to, like, fix you up. You look homeless. So he oh, called me homeless. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And he That's was, horrible. like, trying to remove my hat, and I was just like, I probably hadn't washed my hair in, like, three days. Oh and I was just, it, I came home and cried, and I called my mom. And, I mean, she was just like, did someone die? Like, are you okay? Like, and I just broke down. And so then that kind of hit me because he didn't realize I was wearing a beanie or hat because I didn't want to deal with my hair. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I get, you know, I get it. I I mean, I'm, I still look homeless a lot of times because I wear, like, a beanie if I'm not wearing my wig or whatever. And But, like, I just got comfortable with, like, that's, that's, that's my homeless look for the day or whatever. Um, so be it, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to be impressing anybody. Right. So I just, I knew, like, I mean, this stranger actually helped me in a way because I was just going to make a point to, you know, I mean, I have stuff to, like, conceal my hair. So you just... It never goes away. You just learn to adapt with it. I mean, yeah. I'm not like, and it, it's an ups and downs. I'm a better place, I, I'd say, than I was first dealing with it because I've, I've accepted it a little more that it's not going to come back. But, I mean, yeah, I guess when I think about it, I get, I get depressed about it sometimes. So it's just it's something that, that, that sticks with you. Yeah, I'm actually, you're, you're five years, you have five years of hair loss. I'm actually, to be honest with you, I'm impressed because... I feel like you are so much further along in this journey of acceptance and everything than actually I was at five years or even 10 years into my hair loss. I honestly, like, I feel like you are like way ahead of the way ahead of the game. That makes me feel really good, honestly, because I guess I'm a little hard on myself, but um, I, I, I read something, maybe it was on your page. I don't know where, but it really stuck with me. It was, uh, maybe it was from you, actually, but it was someone just saying, like, one thing that I regret and change is, like, not, like, I regret so much worrying about it so bad in my 20s and 30s. Yes. And I just wasted so much time mm -hmm. just, just feeding that. And, and, and I, I just thought, I was like, I don't want to be, live my life like this. So that's why I'm trying to make a change and connect with people, connect with you, you know? Yeah. I mean, All you know, and that's what I've. That's what I didn't want anybody else to to basically. I didn't want anybody else to be me. I didn't want anybody else to suffer in the way that I suffered or suffered for so long and so deeply and and kept it to myself. And I, I mean, I altered my life in so many ways for this. I mean, overhead lighting and showering in the dark. And by the way, I still I don't even I don't turn the main switch on, by the way, in my bathroom. That is like that should be like duct taped, like like no one can touch it. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, I have like the dimmer so I can like, you know, see the shampoo. But like. That's how, like, I put on my, I only wear, like, mascara and eyeliner and concealer. But, like, I do it in the dark, you know. I, I learned all these new little tricks, you know, by losing my hair because I didn't want to, I didn't want to see my hair fall out, even though I could feel it sliding down my body. I didn't want to see myself in the mirror because I was looking at myself eroding right in front of my face. So, lights down, don't turn on the switch. Like, I still, these are things still to this day, by the way, as far as I've come, and and everything and the acceptance and the oversharing and I'm wearing a wig and all that good stuff. Um, I still like have duct tape over the bathroom light. Which... <laughs> I guess you just gotta laugh at it, you know. But um, as far as I think Spencer mentioned, or, or I don't know if I'm yes, yeah, never mind. But the date, the dating aspect of it. I mean, I dated after all that. I dated a guy for three years, 
no idea. He had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. What's well, like, he, I mean, he sees you, right? You know, you know what's going on because it's your hair. So you know it's like thinner than it is or it's half the amount of hair or whatever. But somebody else seeing you for the first time, you know, isn't, if it's not to a, a certain extent, if it's not cross that line, you know, they're not, they're not seeing it. They're, you know, so I didn't share that either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, I, that, like that relationship's over, but I, and I know I've just had a few flings here and there, but no, they don't ever know. I mean, uh, I don't I feel like it keeps me from dating, but I mean, I do feel like I'm getting crossing. Oh, I am starting to cross the line for myself. Like I have to part it the other way, but I found some other stuff to like, better stuff to spray on it so that's the other thing if what you have is not not working on there's other stuff out there yeah just you gotta find the right thing yeah like you're talking about like the hair are you talking about like the hair fibers and stuff like that yeah i was using the hair fibers Mm -hmm. and i found this bumble to bumble like it's like spray paint i swear (laughs) (laughs) you know what nothing wrong a little spray paint on your head you know whatever you have to do Whatever you have to do, duct tape your light Whatever, switch and yeah. put spray paint on your head. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Let me just take a sip of this again. Hold on. <laughs> I know. I gotta sip my okay. beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm curious to know. Um, so there's like obviously, as you've so poignantly pointed out, I evaporated from the universe and you know didn't really go into social media. But you know, so when I look on it now, like this really wasn't around. You know, I mean, Instagram, I think, started in 2010 and I start, you know, my hair loss started in 1999 and my site didn't start till 2007. So this wasn't like around for me when I was like, you know, going through some of the worst parts of my hair loss. But I'm wondering for you, um, being so early on in your hair loss and with this community available online now in many different aspects, whether it's doctors posting about treatments or people posting about hair or whatever like that. Um, do you ever feel like like you're being led down the wrong path that that people are disingenuous that it's like ever been potentially harmful to you? So um, actually, my um, my mom, you know, she's the only person I talked about it. So she does her own research too, but she's not as thorough as me. So she um, was suggesting, you know, like let's just do a hair transplant surgery. I mean, just this little one. I think I mean, there's I think there's there's a couple different kinds, but I've researched and seen that women, you know, aren't great candidates mm-hmm. for that. Just um, a little one, just a little, just, just a little surgery, a little transplant just a surgery, little, just a little one. Apparently, there's a part, apparently, I don't know how true this is or not, but that there's a part of, in the back of your head, head that doesn't, mm-hmm. isn't affected by it, but I feel like that also might just be for men. I, I don't know. I just know that I've read that, you know, it's not as promising for women as it is for men. And um, I've always been very skeptical about it because also women are very hormonal. Well, so. so the thing about that, just so in case people are wondering, the reason why women don't make ideal candidates for uh, a lot of women that have like female pattern hair loss, which is like the diffuse pattern, like like it's falling out from all over your head, is because they don't have what men usually have, which is that what you're referring to, the back of the hair, like, you know, like, you can see like George Costanza and like he'd be so bald and he still has that wreath of hair back there. It's like DHT mm-hmm. resistant hair. That's like hair that's like genetically mm-hmm. programmed to not fall out. So they can actually for men, most men, unless they have like dupa, you know, like like basically, you know, um, what do you call it? Like overall thinning. They can just take that that area and move it to the area they want to put it in. And it's going to 
not fall out very likely because that that hair is not genetically pre-programmed to fall out. So women aren't lo- so lucky. You know, I think women that are candidates for hair transplants would be those that uh, maybe they had like a facelift or something and they got like a spot, you know, and they have all of their hair intact and they can like move it to that spot or whatever because they're not dealing with what we're dealing with, which is the overall shedding. Because if I already get a transplant, the hair that was moved from the back of my head to the front is just going to fall out next week because my hair falls out from everywhere on my head. So nothing is safe. Right. It would be, I would just be left with a scar and, you know, you know, the cost of the surgery. Yeah. And this cost of the yeah. surgery, you know, and I would be, I wouldn't be any better off. So for most women, it's not true for all women, but many women are not candidates for hair transplant surgery. And that's something that's really important that women should know, you know, and yes, and that's what I tried to explain to my mom, even though she did try to convince me. And I, I don't, I think she just, you know, wanted, wanted me to be happy, but I, I was very skeptical of that for sure. Um, so can you remember, I know, I know it's, well, I guess it hasn't been that long because you said you didn't tell anyone until you got a wit or until you started wearing wigs, but, um, what, what, I want to know what, what what it was like when you first came out to someone, like a friend, about, you know, hey, I'm, I'm wearing a wig, or hey, I've been dealing with hair loss for so long. Like, what was their reaction? Was it easy? Like, it was were you nervous? I was really scared, too. I basically, like, felt like... So the way I came into wig wearing was basically, it was 2012, and I has to, was, had to be at a work conference, and basically be around people that are coming to the booth and kind of like front and center and representing and all that. And so I was like, how is this going to work? My hair is completely ridiculous. I mean, completely useless. I don't feel attractive. I'm not going to be able to do anything. So I kind of went on like a panic mode of trying to find hair. It kind of pushed me to find hair. I did like online wig ordering first. And then, um, then, then I eventually found, you know, Philia and that's the wig that I got. But when I put it, it was so close to the length of my hair. So the wig that I've met, the first wig I got was so close to the length of my hair. Believe it or not, I was actually able to wear my wig and be around those same people that knew me for years. And they actually didn't know I was wearing a wig or anything had changed. That's how little people pay attention, by the way, because it was the same kind of color. It was the same length. It just all of a sudden looked good. And they're just like, oh, your hair looks good. <laughs> Thanks, you know. Um, and then eventually I felt like I had to like, reveal it it was just something like i couldn't i different scenarios might come up you know i don't know what was going to happen so i basically had to like you know i don't have like a ton of friends but the small network of people that you know that i was that that i know i had to go one by one and be like you know so this is actually wig so you know and everybody was just like oh really and what you know why why are you wearing a why are you wearing a wig and i was like well i've been actually losing my hair you know, since I was 21 years old and it's just getting to a point where I wasn't comfortable anymore. And actually everybody responded very, very well to it. I will say that, um, believe it or not, the, I think the people that like accept it, but really don't actually get it is actually my family. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a hard one to understand, but like they get it. I mean, they, they know I have wigs. They know that, you know, I had dealt with hair loss. They know what website or whatever. They're just like not really that interest, interested, but like, but they like they don't get it. Like they don't, they still don't get it. And that's okay. You can't expect that everybody's going to like completely, you know, understand your situation or why you're doing it. Um, but they accept it. They know that like I can come in on any different kind of color hair. It's not a thing. It's not like something we talk about. In fact, like my mom will be like, oh, I like that one on you or something like that. 
But nobody actually ever, in the eight years I've actually been wearing hair, I can tell you, um, and then I went from that to being the oversharer, right? Where like I sent you that, you know, video yesterday, <laughs> right? Where I asked the bartender for you. I was like, what? Because he just found out I was wearing a wig. I'm like, can you make this video for yes. my friend? Because you know. And so anyway, you see how little he cares, right? So I went. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, is like, is like he may not understand. We can't expect people to deeply understand our pain and our struggle. Sometimes it just has to be good enough that they're like, okay, that's cool. Whatever you do, you. And that's good enough. I think initially I wanted everybody to like understand the pain behind this. You have to realize what this means to me. And that actually gave me a lot of anxiety because I was like, they're not getting it on the level that they have to get it. Some people just will never get it. And that has to be good enough. But in eight years of wearing hair, I was going to say, I have only had one adverse reaction, by the way. And it was within the last year. And it was from a stranger. And it was in a bar. And I'm talking about eight years of pulling my hair off at a bar, okay? I'm talking about like eight years of over sharing. I've had one adverse reaction and it was from a dude that came up to me to talk to me. And I don't know, I, I obviously said something. I think maybe he said he liked my hair and I said, it's a wig as I do. And like, he was weirded out, like wholly weirded out. Okay. Okay. So whatever. Another one bites the dust. Okay. So eight years, one person, eight years, one person. That is like some pretty good odds there. So people have to understand that if they're scared about wearing hair, um, people really don't care. I think mainly people don't really care is because like it doesn't really, I don't make it weird for them, right? So if I make something weird, you're going to feel weird. But I'm so okay with it right. that they're so okay with it too. And see, that's where I, that's where I, that's what I admire about you. And that's where I strive to be in my journey is I'm comfortable and I can laugh about it and, you know, say I'm not dying over here. I've just got less hair. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I've just, I guess that, that takes a little bit of time to it, get to that point. It takes, it, you're actually, you're getting there, like I said, way faster than me. I mean, think think about these horrifying numbers I threw at you, okay? So it took me a long time. And when I did start wearing wigs, it wasn't like that first year or whatever. I wasn't doing like the overshare wig tour. I was just telling the specific people that I thought I should let know, like my friends and then my family. And, you know, but like I said, initially, I didn't even tell them I put on a wig. They didn't even know, you know. I had done a YouTube video, it was a couple of years ago, and it said, what do men think about hair loss? And um, it was yeah. actually with my friend Sophie's uh, brother, Alex. And he, well, like, I basically just met him, and he had no idea I was wearing wigs or anything like that. And we went, like, on a trip to Palm Springs. I just picked up, I think I pulled off my hair and threw it on the counter or something. I don't know. And he was just like, huh. But like, it wasn't like he talks about it and he was like, he talks about it in the video. And the thing is, is like, he doesn't, I think he said it in the video. He doesn't look at me as somebody that's like wearing hair. Like, oh, there she is, the girl in the wig, whether I had it on or whether I had it off, I am just me. So whether I'm going to be wearing a beanie cap or I'm going to be wearing my crap hair or I'm going to be wearing a wig, I'm still going to be just me. So, you know, once you have that, that, that is, um, that provides a lot of peace to yourself, you know? Yeah, and that's very important when it comes to this situation, like with hair loss. Like you have to, I feel like that's like vital to like surviving and living in peace because that, and that's what I'm, that's why I feel like I'm in a prison sometimes because I don't, I can't, I don't talk about it anyone. So you, you probably, you, you know, I think that you, you put yourself a little bit, you know what I did find that was interesting? The minute I started actually telling these people after I started wearing hair, what I found to be the most interesting thing about that whole process 
was in me sharing about something that was deeply devastating to me. Each one of these people, I don't know if they just felt they compelled they had to share something, but they actually started telling me something about themselves that wasn't hair related, but like a disorder or a situation or something that they've been dealing with that's affected them. So like me opening up about my thing made them share like their thing. And it was just, it was interesting. Because everyone has a thing that they don't want to talk about. Right. So was, yeah, we're all, we all just keep it all to ourselves. And it's all our secret or whatever. And the more that you live a little bit, live out loud, I say, like living it out loud, um, the less, I can tell you this, the more you live out loud, the less you will feel like a prisoner. That's for sure. Almost like you're almost also like duped a little bit because like you grow up as women, we think we're not going to lose our hair, right? That's like a man thing. So also like I had such thick hair. My dad had thick hair. My, I just saw my brother, my brother still to this day, by the way, he's never lost a hair in his life. It's so thick that it grows upwards like an afro. He has to like bring it down. He's never lost a hair. So I did, I was not under the impression that actually hair loss ran in my family. So come to find out after, kind of like the story that Spencer was saying, come to find out afterwards, oh yeah, my grandmother, my dad's, uh, my dad's mom was so bald. In fact, she would grow her hair out in a long, like, and braid it. And then she would like wrap it on top of her head to disguise her baldness. I did not know this. Then um, it's also then as my dad got like into his 60s as he got that far by the way he started to thin or in his 50s 50s and 60s it the hair loss was there i just never saw it i didn't know it was like in the corner like you know lurking and um so yeah it's a sneaky little bastard just i have to say like even though i um i told i didn't tell everybody watching but i deal with you know social anxiety i also have phone anxiety you know i don't i don't like talking on the phone and stuff like that but what I have found during the course of this conversation is with the laughter and with like sharing stories and finding humor and things, it's actually even still at this point in my life, it's healing for me. Like it's still healing for me. Mm -hmm. So I really feel that like when people watch that and you're getting information and you're hearing stories, but you're also hearing the you're hearing the laughs and there is laughs. There is laughs in this, you know, believe it or not. And it's that's like, you know, laughter is healing. So I actually really liked that um, that part of it. And even just having this conversation with you and experiencing that, I'm like, huh, I feel kind of good right now. <laughs> yeah, and strangers can connect. Like we've met, I don't know, either one of you from Eve, you know, yeah. or Adam. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it is nice to talk and laugh about it, you know. Yeah. It's not all sad. All exactly. Sad. You're, you are, you're awesome. And actually, I can see your person. I don't you're good. You're like, I, I mean, I really liked the way I liked the way you communicated in your video and stuff like that. You know, as, as you said, you counted your likes. I mean, I, I subtitled one of my videos and I kept having to write the word like, you know, so I didn't even hear it, but I did realize it when I was writing it out. But you 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 you, you convey your feelings very well. You're very relatable. Um, and while people aren't seeing you, you know, you're, you know, super attractive girl and you're just genuine and authentic. And I feel so privileged and honored to be able to have you as the very first guest of this uh, podcast. Yeah, this is awesome. I mean, honestly, like, I didn't think whenever I came home, you know, at 1 a.m. drunk, sending that to you, uh, that uh, be, you know, your first guest on your podcast. So, it's exciting. Yeah, it's it's very exciting. Funny how life works. Yeah. I want to thank you, uh, Ashley, like tremendously. Like, really, it's a huge thank you for doing this. And it means a lot to me. And I know it's going to mean a lot to other people. And, You'll see that you'll see, you'll see, you'll see it. Maybe not like in like, don't expect some like massive, like, you know, you know, all of a sudden I feel better, but you'll see in little ways that the more that you realize that you're helping other people, 
the more that you're healing yourself. So it just, it does work that way because that is what I found to be true. For yeah, well, I, maybe I'll just send, once it's done, I'll just send that to like my uh, three or four close, real close friends and be like, here, this is how I'm coming out. But that, you <laughs> know what? It's not, it's actually not a horrifying like idea of a way to let somebody know and like, and kind of you know, like doing it in a kind of a cool way. It's like, you know, yeah. this, this is it. 